Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest on the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so I, today I have Matt Seafield on the line, and he is Executive Vice President at Metavolve Inc. and also founder of My Life Link. Matt, welcome to the show. Welcome. Yes, I'm excited to be on uh, the show today. All right, Matt. So uh, excited to learn more about Metavolve and also my life link. And to get us started, we'll start this episode the way that we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So, Matt, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Matt, what mission matters to you? Uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it in two parts because I've got a mission here at Metavolve and I've got a, a great at my life link. Uh, when I think of Metaball's mission is that, you know, as a software company that has to live in the services world of healthcare, uh, which has been exciting for, for years, is that we want to create a culture where employees can come to work every single day empowered to do better today than they did yesterday. Uh, and the reason they can do that is because the organization actually has access to the information that allows them to be recognized, rewarded, and retained for the hard work that they do. And, and as a result, you have employees for life. And I think that's really when I break down that evolve is, is that, you know, people that are out there in the healthcare revenue cycle space trying to get claims paid, right? They need to be recognized for all the work they do, and they need to be rewarded and therefore retained. In this world of labor now and all the craziness, I'm sure we'll get a lot of this in the podcast, this is really, really important. The... My lifelink side, you know, as a, as a person in recovery myself, uh, I had five years of sobriety in the fall of last year. Uh, I recognized the, the limitations that we have in society to connect people uh, that are suffering from physical, emotional, uh, and or behavioral addiction. And so when I founded my lifelink, I wanted a way for, for individuals to really find people like them, right? And, and by opening up that flexibility, uh, people are able to actually connect globally and start the healing process, uh, start to encourage each other to stay sober, uh, start to put their lives back together, start to build something extraordinary and transformational that they never thought was possible when they were in the, the throes of addiction. So I always say that if there are folks listening who need help or have family members or friends that need help, check out my life link. It's a free app. It's on Google and Apple iTunes, uh, easy to, to download and install. We'd love to have, uh, have them in our community. Oh, that's wonderful. Love bringing mission-based uh, individuals on the line to share their mission, you know, why they do what they do, what motivates them to get out there and make a difference in the world, which you uh, obviously are. So great to have you on. And I guess just to um, just to get us kicked off here. So let, let's let's go into Metavolve just to start. But we will circle back to uh, my life link at some point because I do want to I do want to get a little bit more information on that. But Metavolve, so providing data solutions for healthcare businesses. You're you are addressing um, revenue cycles, medical billing. Um, tell us more about the company. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Metavolve uh, has been around for a long time. I was founded by a couple of surgeons uh, 20, more than 20 years ago. Started out really as a as a billing software company, uh, which morphed into a services component because a lot of physicians didn't want to do the billing themselves; they wanted to outsource it. Uh, but what we've really focused on the last few years is around building more workflow automation tools that actually drive work to individuals and then measures that work. You know, did they do the right job, right? And and so you start to think about, you know, 
employees across the country, right? Across the world, right? You know, there's this, there's this new quiet quitting. People are acting, you know, I heard a term the other day called acting your wage. If you pay me $19 an hour, I'm only going to give you $19 an hour worth of work, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. do just enough to not get fired, right? So there's this like pandemic of, of, of latency right now in the workforce. And what we've discovered is by, by measuring people and their work, we can actually recognize the winners, the ones who really are doing the best job they can, and we can actually economically reward and therefore retain them. And so that's where we focus. We built this software that I'm talking about to save our own RCM company, our services company, you know, uh, quite a few years ago with losing profit margin. And if you think of all the challenges in healthcare now that are impacting provider profit margin, right, you've got 15, 20% increase in supply chain costs, increase in labor costs. You've got Medicare cutting reimbursement, commercial managed care starting to cut reimbursement, right? Doctors are working five times harder today for less money than they did 20 years ago. It's not a pretty picture, right? So what we feel is that if we can empower the employee to move heaven and earth to do the best job they can for their revenue cycle, we're going to give back as much margin as we possibly can. We can't give it all back because of all the, the things that are going on in this, this world of, of healthcare, uh, but I can certainly give back some. And I can create a place where people want to work, right? If we're going to put eight hours of work in, love what you do. Be proud of what you do. Tell your mm-hmm. kids about what you do. Tell your friends and family, right? Let's get back to self-actualization as a society where we can set goals and we become obsessed with those goals and start to achieve those goals, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, you got to be able to measure though, right? It's like I tell people when I'm speaking at shows, if you want to lose weight, you got to set specific goals. You have to have ways to measure, right? Calories, exercise, steps, whatever, right? All these things that we're trying to do requires data to tell us whether we're doing the right job. I mean, I just got one of those aura rings and I'm fascinated by it now because mm-hmm. it tells me how I sleep. Like I woke up yesterday and it's like, basically it didn't say you're going to have a bad day, but it was basically like, you're probably going to need to rest today because mm-hmm. of the lack of sleep and because of all the activity you did Saturday. Right. So why aren't we doing this in the workforce? Right. And and a lot of companies do do this. Healthcare seems to always be 10 to 20 years behind. And and right now, post COVID, there's just no luxury to wait anymore. We've got to do it. And that's what Metaball is about. It delivers software that measures people so that you can recognize, reward and retain your best ones. Can you tell me a little bit more about this? Like, just go maybe a level deeper on what it means to empower um, employees at the workplace, specifically how Metavolve is doing it, because um, I, I think it sounds good, and it, and it's something that I don't think anybody would hear that intuitively and be like, no, I don't want to empower my employees, right? Nobody's going to say yeah. that, but <laughs> I, I would I would hope. But, but like, what does it actually, what does that look like in, in yeah. practice? Yeah, so so if you think about, like, the Ritz-Carlton or the Walt Disney model, right, mm-hmm. they figured it out that, that it, you don't focus on the customer first, right? That's where businesses fail so much, right? They focus on the customer experience. What they figured out is you focus on the employees. It's called internal service quality. And so if you focus on the internal service quality, whereby you actually can measure people, empower people, recognize, reward people – then what ends up happening is those people drive the external service value, which is your customer experience, which then drives revenue and profitability. And I think a lot of businesses still don't get that, right? And, and, and healthcare, like where we live, because we have a large RCM company where we, you know, we do, you know, revenue cycle functions for lots of, of specialties all over the U.S., we know it. We have 100 plus people. I mean, I have 48 people in my call center. 
So how do mm-hmm. I how do I create a culture that empowers those individuals through recognition and reward systems to want to do the best job they can, whether they're taking patient phone calls or they're following up on Blue Cross denials or they're coding claims or they're scheduling patients, right? They're they're all being paid today to do a job, right? But where's that next carrot? You know, and I always get, it's funny, at trade shows, a lot of times I'll, I'll be speaking and someone's like, well, I already paid them 19 bucks an hour. I mean, isn't that good enough? That's the mistake people make. Mm. It's not good enough, right? Good enough. I mean, that's what you pay them. But for the folks that actually go up and move, you know, go beyond to really do the best job they can, what happens if you pay them a little bit more or do it as form a point system? If they want to, you know, we have, you want the new iPhone? Great. You have enough points to go upgrade to it. You want a PTO day? Great. There's lots of ways to reward mm-hmm. people. But the, the, the point is it's the recognition, right? And if you think about the Maslow of hierarchy of needs, what, what we're talking about is not the bottom anymore of the triangle, right? Everybody assumes safety, right? It's all assumed now, right? But what we're talking about is this culture where people need to be, be loved, right? It's self-esteem. Right? How many likes do I have? How many listens do I have, right? Are people recognizing me, right? And what we're trying to get back to is the top of the triangle, which is self-actualization, which means I'm going to actually set goals for myself and I'm going to work to achieve those goals. I'm going to do every action possible to get the outcome I hope, hope I get, right, desired outcome. And that's what I'm talking about with empowerment is recognition and rewards for people to want to do it. I mean, some people say, well, that's an interesting social experiment, you know. <laughs> Maybe it is, mm-hmm. but I got to believe that if I'm spending eight hours a day or more at a job, and I calculate that over my life. I sh- certainly don't want to be in a situation where I don't feel like my my company values me, you know, and doesn't recognize the work that I'm having to do. And, and you know, giving back a little bit more to employees in this model, the, the compounded ROI, the return on investment is huge, you know. And I actually came up with this idea back in 2003 when I was working for a large uh, – I was in a consulting firm, Price Waterhouse at the time, doing a big turnaround for a large health system in the Northeast. And, you know, I said, you know, if, if, if these company bills a dollar and they expect 96 cents back basically per contract and they're only getting 90 cents back, what if I were to give a penny back to the employees that do the best job possible? What would that be? Way more than a penny in value, right? Mm. So – it's like you, you can keep collecting 90 cents or you can collect 94 cents and just give one of those cents back to your employees. Mm-hmm. Everybody wins, right? But you got to go beyond the traditional employment model of I pay you $19 an hour and that's what you get and you get your two weeks of vacation and blah, blah, blah. You can't do that anymore. This whole world, workforce world has changed. Literally, right? I mean, it's not even a generational thing. I don't even, I used to make fun of the, the Gen Zs and the millennials. I don't even do that because it's not even generational. I mean, this is all generations has changed. Mm-hmm. My, my Gen yeah. X has changed the way they work and what they expect and work-life balance, right, and flexibility. It's all changed. So we got to yeah. adopt new models and new ways of thinking. Yeah, and I, and I, and I like the way that you mentioned the uh, $19 an hour or just looking at pay. It's not really, I mean, that, that's a piece of the, the overall compensation and the overall like employee experience, but, um, it's just a piece of it. And what you're talking about, it makes so, it makes so much sense that people are now, um, especially now that people have had time to kind of reflect. Um, while while things were shut down, it was almost like a reset, and people were thinking about, "Am I on the right path?" 
path am I doing something that I actually want to spend my time on and um, they started thinking about work as a you know a piece of their life that's more than just uh, where I go to collect that 19 bucks <laughs> so yeah there's right. a, it's great it's a great timing and it's a great um, great program I mean it makes complete sense um, I want to I want to spend a little bit of time now I want to I want to talk a for a bit about my lifelink. So I think that's a really interesting and needed project. Like now how did this how did this come about? Like what was the idea for, or the impetus for this? Yeah, so so I um I had struggled for years with with alcohol and you know when I finally got to that point of of you know they call it spiritual bottoms, right? Where I realized like I had to go away to to disconnect from the world and really start to learn uh, how to live, uh, you know, a quality of life without, without trying to numb myself out with, with alcohol. Um, I checked into a, a recovery center, uh, prestigious recovery center, ironically. And I remember when I, I went through the program, it was great. I felt empowered. Uh, when I checked out, the lady was checking me out and she said, Hey, call this guy. He's an alumni and he lives in San Diego. And I said, cool, is he sober? And she looked at me, she's like, well, I hope so. And then I said, well, what does he do for a living? Does, I mean, is he a surfer? Because I'm a surfer. Could we go surf together and talk about recovery? Like, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a dad, I'm a coach. And she's like, oh, man, those would be great things to know. And I'm thinking to myself as a former entrepreneur, like, how can I go on to Match.com or Cars.com and put in all these attributes mm-hmm. and match with my ideal person or car? But where is the? where do I match with people in my zip code who figured out a pathway to recovery and a healthy, happy life. Where's that app? <laughs> it doesn't exist. Mm. So hence my entrepreneurial brain took over and I said, I got to put this out there. And that's where that's the whole experience, right? The whole experience is, is go and find people you can relate to. Right? I can't relate to a war veteran who has been incarcerated, who had a DUI, who has been unemployed for 10 years. I can't, re- I can relate that he, he may be an alcoholic, but beyond that, I don't, can't relate to all the other lifestyle things, right? The social determinants. So how does he find somebody like him who's figured it out, right? And they may not live in San Diego, maybe they live in New Zealand, right? But it doesn't matter, right? Because it's all virtual now, virtual connectivity. And and, and when, when tribes that are similar can get together, that's where healing really begins. And that's really what we've done is we've created a sober tribe here where people can create groups and specialization around topics, and lifestyle and jobs and, and everything is, is try to figure out how we're going to how we're going to better ourselves. And what's been really fascinating about this community is how so much of this is focused now on emotional sobriety is that we have lots of forums now where people are realizing that it's not about alcohol or drugs or exercise or workaholism. It's about trying to escape from feeling. And we as humans like to escape from feeling. We don't want to feel bad right and so a lot of us will numb ourselves to that we like to look at the why are you feeling bad are you creating a future that hasn't existed yet doesn't it hasn't happened yet are you resenting the past that already happened are you not living in present moment and so starting to bring emotions has been a huge healing factor for for our community uh and then really the last component of it is it's just bringing uh, a platform where people can track the things that they do Right. So you can track all the things you do throughout the day to help yourself, like exercise, meditate, read uh, and then service work. Right. Big thing in recovery for me is giving back. Right. Uh, Building self-esteem for me is about being selfless. So 
you know, when I coach high school track or I coach Little League, right, I'm clicking the button. I served others. I complimented people. I encouraged people. It not only reinforces to me the things I'm doing to stay recovery, it's showing the community the work that I'm putting into staying recovery. And that's the other thing, right, is it's making sure that people, people understand that this takes work, right? It takes work. You probably in your mind right now can think of at least three or four people that have an issue with either emotional, physical, or behavioral addiction, right? Some of which may be focused on that and some may not get it yet, right? The statistics are alarming. And you look at now with social media. In fact, you and I were talking about this before we got started, right? Look at our, our kids, right? Always connected, always connected. My kid's going off to a sixth grade camp with no technology for a week. And I'm thinking to myself, like, are these kids going to be okay, right? Think mm-hmm. about it. That was their dopamine fix, right? iPads, YouTube, TikTok, right? You take that away, that's like taking alcohol away from an alcoholic. So how do we get around that? How do we get ahead of that with this new generation of folks that are going to have so many more things to fall addiction to, right? Virtual reality, I mean, you name it, right? All of it is trying to escape from feeling and escape from living in present moment. Let's get back to living in present moment. Well, I think it's a it's a great idea, and it's a great. Uh, I, I'm glad that your entrepreneurial brain kicked in and, and created my life link, so that uh, man, many can many can benefit from it and really connect with each other. So I think it's a great idea. Um, that being said, Matt, um, we're about out of time on today's interview, but I'd like to give you the opportunity to leave some contact info if somebody wants to learn more about Metavolve Inc. and also if somebody wants to learn more and get involved with the My Life Link community. I mean, what's the best way for people to do that? Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, social media wise, LinkedIn is probably my heaviest platform. So I think anyone interested can certainly hit me up, search for my name at Seafeld and, and, uh, you know, I've got a lot of my stuff around that evolve and, and my life link on there. Uh, I think that, you know, there's so much, there's so much opportunity and, and help. I mean, both these topics we talked about are huge, but mm-hmm. I, I just want to press that, that on the, on the metaball side is that, you know, we are all impacted by the deficiencies in healthcare as consumers of healthcare. And so we have to remember that, that, that every one of us consumes healthcare in some form or fashion. And if this industry continues to be inefficient and continues to, you know, uh, deplete margin, it impacts all of us. Right. So we have to look at the one thing that we control, which is people. Right. And and the one thing that I'll try to real quickly bridge LifeLink and the stuff we're doing in Metaball too is it's around looking at the human condition. If people woke up in the morning with purpose, living in present moment, doing the best job they can with the things they want to be doing, right? Imagine what they would do as individuals and imagine where society would be. And while that sounds aspirational, right, I do believe that everybody has that potential. But they've got to they've got to look at it and they have to realize it's hard work. It's not easy. There's not a button for it. Is that you have to really, you know, think about what do I want to do? And once you decide what you want to do and what you want to be, get obsessed about it and do everything you possibly can to get that outcome. Right. I tell my kids, I coach, you do not control outcomes in life, guys. You control actions. And if you do the right actions, you've got a good chance of getting the outcome you want. And so that's that's really what I would I would leave you at is, is let's get back to a society where 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 we want to actually be achievers again consistently. 
Fantastic. And uh, Matt, we'll put your, your LinkedIn profile and all that contact info into the show notes so that our audience can just uh, really click on the links and uh, head right on over there and uh, and connect. And speaking of the audience, if this is your first time with Mission Matters or connecting with the show or the platform in general, well, bringing on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives, having them share their mission, um, the reason behind their mission, and really what we can all learn from that so that we can all grow together. The Mission Matters platform is about us all learning and growing together. Um, if that's the type of content that sounds interesting or fun or exciting to you, hit that subscribe button because we have many more mission-based individuals coming up on the line and we don't want you to miss a thing. And Matt, really, it has been a pleasure. Um, thanks again for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate it, too. I, I look forward to, to hearing the show and, and hopefully uh, your audience uh, took something from our conversation. So I appreciate it.